We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. We say yes, Lord. Whatever it is you want to say, we say yes, Lord. Whatever it is that you want to do, we say yes, Lord. However you want to move, we say yes, Lord. To your will and to your way, we say yes, Lord. We obey. We thank you today for being here in the midst of us. We pray now in Jesus' name that your word would go forth with clarity and with precision. Uh, we understand and know that your word declares that when you send out your word, it will not return unto you void, but it shall accomplish that which it is sent to do. And so we thank you now, Lord God, that your word shall be uh, working its work in us today. We will see the manifestation of your word take place right before our natural eyes in the name of Jesus. And we come up against every uh, snare of the enemy, every spirit that wants to cause us to not receive your word or wants to stagnate its manifestation. We pray now in Jesus' name that you burn it up with fire. We don't just cancel the plans of the enemy, but they be destroyed by the anointing of God. And we honor and we appreciate you, Lord God, for freedom in the atmosphere freedom to hear your word, freedom to receive your word. Thank you that your spirit is ever present in this place. We honor you. We glorify you. It is so and so it is and it shall not be otherwise in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands as you're taking your seat. Come on, clap them like you love him. He is in the house. He's in the building. And he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy, worthy, worthy worthy of glory honor and a praise here we are another sunday glory to god pentecost sunday hallelujah we're so excited about being in the presence of the lord i honor our leaders pastors ronald and karen doherty thank god for our leaders amen come on clap your hands for our leaders amen thank god for our emeritus pastor pastor joyce Amen. As she is viewing, praise God. Thank God for her. Thank you. We thank God for all of the elders and the ministers and to all, the deacon. Amen. To all of God's people, I thank God for all of you. I thank God for my wife who had to work this weekend, but she is watching as well. Sister Lady Stephanie, I love you. Thank you. Amen. Clap for my wife. She ain't got to be here, but you can clap for her. Amen. And my children, my family is here. My mom is here. Amen. My aunts are here. My sister is here. I have a cousin that's on her way. I'm just so excited about family being in the house. So I thank God for all of you. Amen. We're going to go into uh, the word of the Lord. If you will turn with me, we got two different uh, chap, two different, well, it's more than two scriptures, but two different places. I'm going to, but they're both in Acts. Let's go to Acts 1 and 8 first. And then you put your finger on Acts 2. Acts 1, chapter 1, verse 8. Amen. We thank God for our virtual uh, sanctuary members. Amen. <laughs> we thank God for you. Amen. Amen. Acts 1 and 8, and it reads, But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, 
and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Let's go to Acts 2. Acts 2, 1 through 4. When you're there, say amen. Oh, it's on the screen. Now you ain't even got to turn to it. Just look up. Look up. Acts 2, 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, somebody say suddenly. suddenly. There came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled. Somebody say all filled. With the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That is Acts 1 and 8 and then Acts 2, 1 through 4. And the blessed, the Lord has already blessed his word. I want to give us a topic today if I can. And I want to, us to talk about today an unending gift. An unending gift. An unending gift. A gift that does not end. An, an unending gift. A gift that is limitless. An unending gift. Today, is the day of Pentecost. Pentecost uh, derives from the Greek word Pentecoste, uh, which means 50 or 50th. Pentecost represents the Christian festival celebrating the descent of the Holy Spirit uh, on the disciples of Jesus as his, uh, after his ascension, held on the seventh Sunday after Resurrection Sunday, or the 50th day, and after the, it's 10 days after Jesus's ascension. For those of us that are unfamiliar what Pentecost is, we are on the end, or today is considered the seventh Sunday after uh, uh, the resurrection, 50th day. It's the 50th day after Jesus' resurrection, but it's also the 10th day after his ascension. He was here 40 days after resurrection, and then that, and then 10 days later, glory to God, uh, that's where we are now, the Pentecost. My brothers and my sisters, today is not just as we all uh, know it to be a day of just shouting and dancing. Yes, we're going to shout, yes, we love to dance because we are uh, excited about uh, 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 the Holy Ghost. We're excited about the fact that the Holy, he left us something. And it makes us feel good. It, it, it causes us to get out of our physical bodies. It'll make us dance when we got uh, weak legs and, 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 and two left feet. It, it causes us to holler when we got a small voice. Uh, but today is not just a day of dancing and shouting or even speaking in tongues as people may do, running around or having those feel-good moments. But Pentecost is more than that. Pentecost also represents the birthing of the work of the church. Uh, we talk about it all the time. It's the birthing of the church, yeah? It's good to have a church, but he's coming back for a church that's been working. Come on. It's, it's the birthing of the work of the church. How do we know this? We see this in Acts 1 and 8. It says uh, that, that uh, we, we shall be witnesses 
unto me both in Jerusalem and all in Judea. We have a work to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have uh, something to do as the church. We should be fulfilling an assignment. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have our individual assignments and our individual calls, but everybody's not called to be a pastor. And everybody's not, the Holy Ghost didn't come for all of us to be prophets and teachers and apostles and bishops and, and those that stand behind the pulpit. But we all have a collective call. And that collective call, that collective assignments is to be witnesses. And so that's what this is. It's the birthing of the work of the church. Somebody say the work of the church. We have an assignment that we should be doing. You should, and as, again, I said it in First Acts 1 and 8, we got to be witnesses unto, me, unto him. And I said unto him. Not doing what we want to do, not doing it how we want to do, but we got to be witnesses unto him. Isn't it amazing how uh, as parents we want to make sure that our our children represent us well. We want to make sure that our children uh, take what we've given them, what we've instilled in them, because we understand that we won't be with them always and not just dying a natural death, but they grow up and they leave our houses and they out on their own and they enter into adulthood and parenthood and they're in their careers. And so what we instill in them prepares them for where they're going. That's exactly what today is representing. Jesus said, I'm not going to always be with you. I'm not, yeah, I'm walking with you. You're able to experience the power that I have because I am Jesus. You're walking with me. You're able to see the miraculous things that I'm able to do, and you're able to do them with me off of your faith and belief. But you're going to need more than faith and belief when I'm not with you. My God, you're going to need something, and I'm going to leave you with something. 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 But in order for us to be uh, able to uh, receive that which God has given us, this unending gift, that which he promised us, because it was a promise, it's a promise for us uh, that, that, number one, and I'm getting to this first point, make sure that we're in prayer. Prayer. Prayer is key in, in being able to receive not just the gift, but it, it be unending. Prayer, within those 10 days, we find that the people were in prayer. They were in, they were in prayer. <laughs> not just on Monday through uh, Friday at 7 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. Not, not just on Sunday when we're here at 10.35 when whoever it is that's leading us, but prayer, a life of prayer. Man shall always pray. Come on. Come on. We got to pray. We got to pray. We got to pray. Why is prayer so important? Because prayer is the key to unlocking the door to this unending gift. It unwraps the package for us. It, prayer, number one, it positions us for the gift. Prayer positions us for the gift. Prayer calls these group of people to be in one place. Y'all, come on. It caused them to be in this place. Prayer caused them to be positioned knowing that in prayer something has to happen. Through prayer, I know that God will hear me in prayer. I know that God will move for me in prayer. My answers are there. Prayer positions me for the gift. But prayer don't just position you for the gift, but prayer uh, prepares you for the gift. 
There's a difference between being positioned and being prepared. Come on. Being positioned means I'm in the right place, but if I'm in the right place to receive something and not prepared to handle it, then what's the point of having it? Okay. If I'm in a place where I'm prepared for the gift and I receive it, I, I can't receive it if I'm out of position, but prayer will put you not just in position to receive it, but it prepares you. It makes you ready. It, it causes you uh, to be open, to be free of, to get rid of what's uh, in, in place of the gift that you're wanting to receive. We, we tend to go shopping a whole lot and we buy a lot of clothes and shoes, but we ain't got no room in the closet for it. So now we're looking everywhere else to put clothes and shoes and clothes and shoes belong in the closet, not in the laundry room. Yo. They don't belong in the coat, co the coat closet downstairs. They, they don't belong in the spare bedroom. I didn't made a closet, but it belongs. It, but if I prepare for the gift, if I get rid of what should not be, that's taking up place for the gift, for that which I'm inviting in, does it make sense for me to invite you to my house and you have nowhere to sit? I got furniture. I got seats, but I made no room for you. I got guests coming in from out of town and they want to stay at my house, but I did not make room for you. And so now you're just there occupying space that does not belong to you, that, does, that should not be occupied by you. Come on. But prayer causes us to be positioned and prepared for that which he promised. I'm going to say that. that was, thank you, Lord. That was good for me. Prayer positions me and it prepares me for that which he's promised. He promised it to me. We praying all the time. Thank you, Lord. We're always praying in anticipation, but God wants us to pray in expectation. Because when we pray in expectation, it causes us to say, Lord, I, I want, I know you can, I know you can. So, Lord, prepare me for what it is that you're going to do. We, 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 we don't want to do that, though. We always crying out to God in prayer. Lord, you said that you would. Lord, you said that you will heal. Lord, you said that you'll save. Lord, you said you'll give me this car. Lord, you said, but the Father is saying you're praying to me out of anxiety and anticipation. But if you switch your position, come on, if you switch your posture from praying out of anticipation and out of anxiety into expectation, then you'll cause yourself to begin to pray a prayer of preparedness. Come on. You will begin to pray, asking God to prepare you for that. What is it, God, that I need to do to make myself ready for that which you have for me? A lot of us cannot get what God has for us because we're really not ready for it. We want him to do it. We want him to move. We want him to, to do this. We want him to do it, but we're, we're not ready for it. Some of us are looking for a spouse. God, send me my husband. Lord, show me my wife, but we're not ready for it. Our credit jacked up. Come on. We, we still live at home with our mama in the basement. We ain't got a steady job. Or we we, we, we want God to do all of this stuff, but we're not preparing for it. But prayer will cause you to change your posture. And you will not no longer pray out of anticipation or, or anxiety, but you will shift into expectation. And your prayer language changes to, Lord, prepare me for that which you have. Somebody shout prayer. Prayer, prayer postures us. Another thing that we see here 
in, in this particular text, we see not just they were in, they were all, it says, and I'm, I'm going to read it to you, Acts 2, it says, uh, they were all with one accord in one place. This one I'm going to give you for free. Who are you connected to? They were all on one accord in one place. We have to make sure that we are connected to those that are on one accord with us. Where am I going? What is it that I'm doing? Where are you on your way to? What is it that you're expecting God to do for you? Are you in, a, in expectation or are you praying out of anxiety? What is it? Where, where is your mind? Come on, you gotta, we got to be with like-minded people. No, I'm not a judge. I, I'm not a jury. I'm none of them, but I am a fruit inspector. Glory to God. The scripture lets me know that I can expect the fruit. First Thessalonians in that fifth chapter, it tells me that very thing that I can, I'll know them by the fruit that they bear. And if you tell me that you're an orange tree and you're bearing apples, then we, we can't be connected. We can't, we can't walk together. How could two walk together lest they agree? Come on, I got to make sure that I'm connected to the right people because God has a place, a promise for me. And in this place that I'm in, in my life, I got to ensure that who it is that I can, we can be praying together, but our mind mindsets not be on the same accord we can be preaching the same sermon but our mindsets can be on different accords we can be praying to the same God but our, our mindset is different but we need to make sure that we're connected to people that are on the that's on the same accord who are you connected to who are you connected to are you for me look at your neighbor and say are you for me don't, don't. <laughs> are you for me are you for me are you for me are you for me are you for me? Are you for me? Are you for me? We got to make sure that we're connected. Here in this, this particular scripture, it says, uh, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. That thing kind of, kind of, kind of got me there because I, we're so used to talking about, and the wind of God came in, and, but it says that it was a sound as of, it, it sounded as of a mighty rushing wind. Now, I believe that there is a wind of God, but there was a sound here on Pentecost, y'all, my God. There was a sound. If, if, if there is power in the sound, my, if there is movement in the sound so much so that it's, it, it causes you to think of wind that is powerful sound sound i looked up that word i, I learned from my pastor karen that we got to make sure that we i'm looking up the definition of some stuff even though i may think i know it but i'm gonna look because i may get a different revelation and so i looked that word up it is uh vibrations that travel through the air and that can be heard when they reach a person's ear it says that it's not like noise. There is a difference between a sound and noise. You know how we be in, a, I, be in a, I can only attest to this, I, well, for myself, I'd be in a house downstairs or upstairs and my kid's somewhere else and it's just making a, I don't under, what is, what is going on? It's just a lot of noise happening. It's not sound, it's, it's just noise. What are y'all doing? I can't understand, I can't put it together. What's happening? What's going on? I'm confused, but a sound, 
worship is not noise. A sound is distinct. A sound, you know exactly what it is when it's coming. Where You know exactly where it's coming from. You know what that a sound is an alert. If you hear a fire uh, engine or a siren, we know what that is. We, we know what that is every first Tuesday of the month when they do that tornado testing. We know what that sound is. We know what it means. As a matter of fact, we're sitting in expectation sometimes if we don't forget that that sound is going to happen here. There was a sound. There was a sound that caused them to be, uh, uh, that sounded as if it was a mighty rushing wind. Can I uh, admonish you today, my brothers and my sisters, that the gift that God is giving us carries a sound. And don't you be distracted by the sound. My God. Don't you be distracted by it, Lord, because you will miss what it is that he's trying to do. He's getting ready to do something here. But can you imagine the people that were there in this room? They, if they got distracted by the, if they would have moved out of the place of prayer and been distracted by the sound, where is it coming from? I, I hear it. What is, what's happening here? Their, their focus would have been off and they would have been missing uh, the move or the feeling of God. Um, and can I tell you that sometimes we miss our mark we come off of our mark because of a sound we're so distracted this is why prayer is important <laughs> don't miss the sound the sound of this thing is an announcement the sound of this gift uh, lets you know that if there is something it's calling you to attention it's telling you to get ready uh, uh, put your hands down uh, uh, to the to the to the to the plow uh, come on hold on real tight bear yourself glory to God uh, don't uh, get sturdy this sound is letting you know to dig your feet in and get your bearings together because something is about to happen it's not time to be weak just uh, weakened just by the sound it's no time to be discouraged just by the sound but you need to stand firm your water's about to break. <laughs> I thought about that thing, that sound that my, my wife didn't make no noise. I knew what that was when she was pregnant. Hey, glory to God. And she was getting ready to have that baby. My God, that wasn't no noise. That was a, I knew that sound. Even, even with the first one, I never heard it before, but I knew what it was when it happened. When she, when she did that first, oh, I knew something. Yeah, 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 this is it. This is it. It prepares you. It prepares you. Somebody shout the sound, the sound, the sound. The next thing this scripture says, and I'm almost done, it says, uh, after the sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues uh, as a fire, and it set upon each of them. It says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, they were all filled. I want to talk about this thing called feeling. No, uh, not the F-E-E-L-I-N-G, but the feeling, the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We need to be indwelled, the Holy Ghost indwelling in us. We need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, enough of us Filling him and it be on the surface. It's enough of us uh, 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 having him on, on, on the top of us, on, our, on the outside of us. But we need him on the inside of us. God, I was thinking about this thing. I was thinking about my car. And when you're going, glory to God, on, on, on a road trip and you, you, you have a full tank of gas. But as you're driving, eventually you'll have to stop. 
You have to stop and refill. You have to stop and fill up. You have to fill up before you go, and you have to fill up depending on how far you go. Midway, you're gonna have you're gonna have to at some point or another refill your your tank with some gas. But what point will it be if you got the gas and you sat it on top of your car? How far can you get? How far can you get if you took the gas, the, the, the gas handle, and you just sprayed your car with the gas? Glory to God. Do you not know with that gas being on the outside of the car, if there was an, an ignition, a spark, or any fire, that, that that car could be susceptible to an explosion because the gas is not in the right place? Well, that's just like the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. We don't want him just on the outside of us uh, because when it's time for us to come up into a fire, him being on the outside of us makes us susceptible to falling to the diverse temptations. We wouldn't know where to go. We wouldn't have the momentum to get to where it is that we need to go. But we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to be filled. We need to be. Do you not know that when you're filled, you are satisfied? Glory to God. But it's a satis satisfaction that you still want more. You know how when you eat, you're like, oh, I can't eat no more. But this feeling is one that will satisfy you and cause you to be hungry again. That's the kind of feeling that we need today. We need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We need to be filled with him. We need to be filled with him. Do you not know that the enemy uh, uh, is waiting for you? He has plans. Glory to God. Just as God has plans, he, uh, the enemy has plans to take you out. But if you're not, if you're not filled with the, oh, I wish, I wish y'all could feel this thing, how I feel it. Being filled with the Holy Ghost is vital. Glory to God to the believer. Uh, it's vital to the believer, not just to, to stand or withstand the wiles of the devil, but we need to to be filled because that's the only way that we'll be able to fulfill the assignment that God has placed on our lives. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost. You cannot do what God has called you to do successfully or, the, or the, uh, uh, without him being on the inside of you. We cannot, we can pray all day, but it won't be effective if we don't have he, him, the Holy Ghost on the inside. We need to be filled. We don't talk about that in church no more. I remember back in the day here, glory to God, I grew up in the church of God in Christ and we had to be on the altar. Glory, we had Friday night tarrying service and they would sit there and they would clap, thank you Jesus, come on, yes Lord, come on, thank you, until you were filled and even sometimes you would be there for an hour or two and they'll say, get on up, come back next week, come back tomorrow, you still ain't got it. Glory to God, but I, they understood and knew that it was important, to, glory to God, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, I don't care about title. I don't care about position. Glory to God. I don't have to take another mic. We don't have to be in the pulpit, but as long as I'm filled, I can fulfill the assignment of God. I can be a witness of him. I can be a witness unto him, not just in church, not just at home, not just in my community, not just on my job, but to the uttermost parts of the world. I can be filled. I can be filled, filled, be filled. Somebody shout, be filled. We've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. We've got to be filled. 
Glory to God. We've got to be filled. There ain't no options. Come on. They say, with, uh, I, I don't need the Holy Oh, You need him. The scripture lets us know that the spirit of God, it leads and guides us into all truth. And if you don't allow him to be on the inside of you, then you can't allow him to lead you. Glory. You won't allow him to lead you and you won't be living in truth. And anything that's not truth is a lie. We need to be filled. We need to be filled. Glory to God. Scripture says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to talk about this thing called there is new language. There is a new language. There is a new language. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Somebody say new language. I got I to gotta get my, my Bible out real quick. I, I know that the new language, this is right after that fourth verse reading down it says that there were devout men there were men there were from other nations they were all gathered and they trying to understand what happened what was going on how is it that there are people that are not of my uh, nationality that are not from my native country but they're speaking the language that I understand my God y'all got to get this there are people uh, because they've been filled with the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost the Spirit gave them utterance they were able to to speak a language of a country that they had never visited, that they may have never studied. God is saying to us today that he's going to give you a new language. No, not to sound pretty, uh, not, to, not, to, not to sound deep or sound good, but I'm going to give you this new language because you need it in the uttermost parts of the world to be a witness unto me. I'm going to cause you to have new language so that you'll be able to change the mind of those that you can't change speaking English. Come on, y'all, y'all. This is this this is the Holy Ghost I'm talking about. It will give you a new language, one that you did not study for, you don't have a degree in, you don't have the credentials for, but you speak the language. Come on. You go, you know how you go into a neighborhood. Oh, you're not from here. No, I'm not from here, but it was a dialect that you may have used and say, but you sound like us. Come on. And they'll accept you in. God is saying that once I feel you, I will give you a new language. This new language will open up doors that otherwise could not be opened for you had you not been filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. This is the kind of intellect that God, that the God that uh, we serve have, that he'll give you what to say in rooms that you've never had the language for. Come on. I know we got all of these classes in school that we can study these languages. I had Spanish and for they had French and all this stuff that you could do in high school and college. They got tutors to teach you, but I don't need none of that man taught stuff when I am filled with the Holy Ghost. I don't. I want to go beyond Spain. Come on. I want to go beyond the French. I got to get over to Africa. I got to get to uh, speak Chinese. Glory to God. <laughs> but that's what the Holy Ghost will do as long as he's filled in, if you're filled with him and not you're filling him. Somebody say new language. New language. I ain't got the credentials for it, but the new language. It'll grab the attention of people, glory to God, that otherwise wouldn't even hear me. Yeah. They wouldn't even hear me. 
They wouldn't. It's, it's like it's like going into uh, glory to God into a job uh, uh, you've been referred to, and you get into this. Uh, I'm in human resource, so I can use this because I know you. You've been referred to this position, and now you're in front of the hiring manager with your uh, for your interview. Glory to God! And as you're interviewing, they say, "Wait a minute, you 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 sound like." Are you related to so-and-so? I'm related to them. Well, you, you know what? We, we're done with this interview. I'm going to go ahead and offer you the position based off of how you, the, the language that you spoke because of your relationship. Uh, God will give you new language that will cause you to sound like him. Come on. They'll, that, that's the familiarity. They will know that you're one of his. And it'll open the door for you. Somebody again shout new language. New language. My last point here says, but ye shall receive power. <laughs> you shall receive power. I want to talk about this power thing. Listen, I know uh, I want to first talk about how this power uh, is the power that will cause us to change systems and uh, change hearts and change the minds of people. This is the power. If you continue to read on through uh, Acts, you will see that there were thousands of people, glory to God, after the filling of the Holy Ghost, there were thousands that heard the word and they were saved. Come on. This is the power that will cause people to change their religion. This is the power that will cause people to change their mind. This is the, this is the, the, the power that will cause them uh, from being this to being that, to wanting this, to wanting God. This is the power that I'm referring to. This is the power that will break the generational curse. Y'all, come on. Come on, y'all, y'all. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but this, this is that power. This is that power that will cause us, glory to God, to, 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 to save souls. This ain't the power that you just want to have for yourself, but he's given us power to be a witness unto him. I can't go. I, it's easy for me to be in Jerusalem without power because you know me. Uh, God, you're familiar with me, but what happens when you are in the othermost parts of the world and they're not familiar with you? Uh, you're not familiar with them. The customs are completely different. But when you have power, uh, you can go into a place that has their customs that can be broken because of the power of the Holy Ghost that's on you and in you. This is that power. But it's not just power, glory to God, to change systems, not just power to change hearts, not just power to change minds, but it's power to withstand the enemy. When we have the Holy Ghost on the inside of us, it's on, not just on the outside, but on the inside of us, we receive power, and it'll cause us to be able to defeat the enemy. We'll know how to respond when the enemy comes up against us, just as Jesus did. Come on. When he was being tempted by the enemy, why don't you go ahead and make these stones, make these rocks bread? I know you're hungry. You've been fasting for 40 days. You've got the power. You are power. Go, he said, but man, Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. It's that kind of power that will cause you to stand flat-footed and firm in front of the enemy and say, no matter what you say, no matter what you do, no matter what picture you may paint, glory to God, I know that the word of God says, I, 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 the devil might tell me I'm broke, oh, but God says that I am rich. Come on. He said that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness there 
thereof and they and the, the world the whole world and they that dwell therein he told me that I was the head and not yeah I may be last but God already declared that the last shall be first come on ah yeah 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 the enemy may have told me glory to God that I'm sick but he said he was wounded for my transgressions and bruised for my iniquities and the chastisement of my peace was upon him and by his stripes I am healed that's the kind of power this is the power that I'm referring to that will stand flat footed in the enemy's face no matter what you say you may come in like a flood but the Bible tells me glory to God that he'll lift up a standard as a high up against him I don't have to worry I don't have to fret I have power somebody shout power I got power on the inside of me it does not matter what it looks like I got power on the inside of it it's not just there but it's working yeah 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 it's not just idle power but it's working on the inside of me it's moving it's taking out that which does not belong of uh, that which is not of God out of me and it's making room for him I've got power somebody shout power I've got that kind of power, that resurrecting power that I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I got that kind of power. He said, greater works shall you do. Greater works shall you do than these. I can lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. I can open up because of the power that's on the inside of me. I can lay hands on myself. You are healed. Come on. Come on. You are. You will be saved. I got that power to speak things that be not as though they were. I'm talking about that kind of power. And that's what today represents Pentecost. The birthing of the work of the church. Enough of us sitting down with power, sitting idle on the inside of us. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, come on. Then you have power to work that which he has sent you to do. Uh, enough of giving victory to the enemy. Uh, enough of giving victory over to the devil. Glory to God. Uh, but you got power working on the inside of you. You've got power working for you. Yeah. You've got power regardless of what's working against you. You've got power in every area of my life. Come on. I'll talk to myself then. I've got power in every area of my life. I got power in my finances. I got power in my home. I got power in my job. I got power in my body. I got power in my mind. My marriage got power. My children got power. Why? Because the Holy Ghost has filled me. The Holy Ghost lives on the inside of me. And now I can tread upon serpents. I can tread upon serpents. And nothing by any means shall harm me. There is nothing too hard for me to do. I can have what I ask because of the power that worketh down on the inside of me. Power to break chains. Power to break curses. Power to break poverty. I've got power. I've got power. I've got power. I've got the power. Pentecost is not just for shouting, but it prepares us to use the power. The power that he has promised you. It's a promised power. This power will never go out. This power will never fail. This power will never dim. 
this power, this power, this power, this power. It's this power. Hey, 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 hey. I've got power. I got power. And that's what Pentecost is all about. Yeah, we love shouting. We love it. We love dancing and speaking in tongues. But the power, he wants to endow you. Ho, 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 ho. Ooh, he wants to live in my soul. Yeah, Lord. He wants to live on the inside of you. Hmm. Uh, we won't be praying for a lot of stuff if we have the power on the inside of us. A lot of stuff we really won't have to deal with if we allow him to live in us and we operate and exercise, not exercise, but operate in. Come on, because you, you're exercising to get to a certain place. I exercise to lose weight. I exer But I'm, as I'm operating in it, that means I'm already there. Hey, hey, hey. I, I'm operating in this power. Operating in it. It's an unending gift. <laughs> it's a gift that does not end. There is no expiration date to this. There is no ending to this. It's limitless. There is no ceiling to this gift. Come on. Uh, there, is, there is no, no bottom to this gift because there is no, you can go deeper in this thing. You can, there is no, uh, there is nothing. It's not too high. Come on. There is, again, no ceiling. Oh, glory to God. You could go to a higher height. This gift is one that you need. Come on. It was promised to us. It was promised to us. Somebody say it was promised to me. This gift. So we thank God for the gift, hallelujah, that he's promised to us. I want to admonish those of you that are watching us by Facebook, by uh, listening to us by podcast. Glory to God as we're getting ready to sign off. If you um, are still unsure, more, uh, you, you don't know this, this power, this gift that we're referring to, you, you don't understand it. But we want to uh, admonish you this morning, this afternoon um, uh, to get to know this gift. There is room for you. There is opportunity as long as you still have breath in your body. There is opportunity for you to receive this unending gift, but there is something that you must do to receive it. Yeah, it's a promise. It's a promise gift. It's, he said that you can have it, but there is something that you must do to get it. You have to be in position and be ready for it. You must confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead. Scripture lets us know that you'll be saved that way. The, this gift is for the believer. Ah, glory to God. This, I got to say that again for us. This gift is for the believer. And if you're not living according to the precepts of a believer, of God, then you are not entitled to this gift that was promised. You can't have this gift living in your house. You can't have this gift living on the inside of you if you're not clean. My God. And so I want to admonish you to be, if you're not saved, to get saved today. Time is short. He is on his way back. He is on his way back for this church that I mentioned at the beginning. The, 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 this was the birthing of the work of the church. This was the birthing of the church. The church is the bride of Christ. And we ought to be preparing ourselves for our husband to come get us. Yeah. Come on, we're, we, ought to be, we ought to be preparing ourselves for it. 
And the only way is if we're cleaning ourselves, if we're, we're uh, abstaining from sin. Come on. And we're living holy and righteously. And in order for us to be not a part of a building, a physical church, yes, you need to be. But we want you to be a part of the church of Christ, the body of Christ. And so I admonish you, if you're not, just say these words with me, Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been a sinner. But I know that you can save. So save me. I believe that Jesus came and died for my sins. And I don't have to sin anymore. I believe that you raised him from the dead with all power. And this power, I too can have to overcome the enemy. I thank you now for saving me. Come into my heart and my mind and feel me in Jesus' name. My brother and my sister, now you are saved. Glory to God. And you're positioned yourself. Hallelujah. You position yourself to be filled by him. As our pastor always says, that got you into the building. Now you're in school. You're in the schoolhouse. You're in the, you're in the building. But now you got to go to class. Find you a, a Bible teaching, Bible believing, and Bible living church so that you can be taught the precepts, so that you can be amongst the people. The, our inheritance among those who are sanctified. And if you're in the body of the of believers, then you'll be strengthened because iron sharpens iron. And where you're weak, I was once weak in that area. I can help you. Come on. I can bear the infirmities of the weak because I'm strong. Glory to God. So get into a house that believes and lives the word of God. And if you can't find one, well, here is one. Glory to God. This is one. You can come join us. Come in and, and sit with us. Come and sup with us. Let us love on you. Let us love you to him. Let us love you to Christ. Let us love you to Christ. We thank you for joining us. We'll see you on next Sunday. We love all of you. Come on, clap your hands for our virtual sanctuary. Our virtual sanctuary. It's important that we acknowledge those that are not here in the building with us. So thank you all for uh, giving us the opportunity to do just that because they mean just as much to us as you all in the physical building. Some people can't get here. Glory to God, but we want to make sure that the love is...